Do you know the word parem? It's the name my father gave to the drug. It means without pity. Welcome to Two Mourners, One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And today we are going to go over the final chapters of 41 through 46 of Six of Crows by the amazing Lee Bardugo. Incomparable Lee Bardugo. But before we start, we did get some news this week. Yes, we did. I almost forgot. How could you forget? I don't know. Um, oh my gosh. We got the, well, we, it was published. We it did, was published. Sadly, no one came into our inbox like we asked. Begged. Multiple um, times. But they released the premiere date for season two of Shadow and Bone, and it will be released on March 16th. Oh my goodness. Put and on your green. Don't get pinched. It's before St. Patrick's Day. I was like, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> March 17th is St. Patrick's Day. It's also my sister's birthday. Good to know. But the 16th. That's an important day. Season two, Shadow and Bone. And we have definitely spent the uh, last 24 hours overthinking every minute detail mm-hmm. of all of the shots. Why are they wearing this? Why are these people in this picture? Why are they in this picture? <laughs> Where is this? Where is that? What are they wearing? <laughs> Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from? Cotton Eye Joe? They came from Ketterdam. To be fair, yes. <laughs> but so, so excited to yeah. finally have that. We are very, very excited. Um, and we will keep going, keep looking at the Instagram post until we get yes. more updates. Until we get clarification. Another trailer, maybe? Mm-hmm. The, we don't ask for much. When the day before it was released, they posted the Ben mm-hmm. Barnes as the Darkling saying uh, follow. Follow. Because of course. <laughs> don't go to that tell me twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if you insist. <laughs> On my way. <laughs> so, Says jump. I say, I'm already in the air. <laughs> He's like, that's actually not what I said. <laughs> I I'm like, you're so right. My apologies. <laughs> So anyway, um, now we are in chapter 41 of Six of Crows, and chapter 40 left off with um, them getting out of the ice court, them on their way to the Fairland boat Mm -hmm. that was waiting for them in the harbor at Jiraholm, um, and they thought they were going to make it, and then they see a whole bunch of soldiers. (sighs) They cut them off at the docks. Yeah, and Nina took Perem because... (laughs) She, um, it, it was the only option yeah. they had to Everyone get else was like, we're just going to fight till we die. We got this far. We almost did it. And she's like, this is dumb. I could, I can help. Yeah. But at the risk of this incredibly addictive drug. And so chapter 41 is in Matthias's point of view again, right after Nina took the perm, which uh, I, oh. <laughs> we get 35 seconds of happiness. <laughs> Literally. That's, that's all they get. Literally. <laughs> I texted uh-huh. Jordan when I was writing my notes for this and I was like, <laughs> Your girl be crying in the club reading mm-hmm. the Nina and Matthias points of view. It's true. <laughs> it's it's true. It hurts. <laughs> it's really bad. So, um, 41 again, Matthias's point of view, and it starts just after Nina took the prime. And remember, the Fiordans were counting down um, for them to surrender. Mm-hmm. And Matthias is looking at Nina because he didn't want her to take it because he knows how addictive it is. He knows what a sacrifice it is and he knows what it does to Grisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees her pupils dilate and just her aura oh. change. Yes, she's like a goddess And right so, now. Okay, so I actually have this highlighted in the yeah, book. I, yes. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, as if she'd tapped a vein of gel directly and now the god's power flowed through her. Ugh. Which I thought was so interesting mm-hmm. because a few weeks, well, a year ago, a few weeks ago, 
Matthias thought that Grisha were monsters mm-hmm. and that they weren't even, even human, but now he's comparing her to his now god. Now he's like, this is like the extent of my god's power it, and like a way that he blesses us. Mm-hmm. But I was also Ugh. like, I was like, not that he's like worshipping her, but like. No, but he, that he's seeing the divine and the human in there her. There you go. That's what it is. Um, and I will say, in I think in these next few chapters, Lee Bardugo's um, comparisons or analogies mm-hmm. um, and description of of what is happening and the comparisons. She, what is it called when you use like a simile? Yes, mm-hmm. the similes that she uses are are just spot on, like hit the nail on the head. Yes. Um, because it just kind of makes you realize, oh, that's what she meant. But that's where mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, and so she takes a perem, and again, her aura changes. She's almost becoming she a different person. <laughs> see sounds and taste colors. But she actually Like, can. literally. That's not, mm-hmm. a, like, hyperbole or a joke. And so she goes for the heart render first, because the Grisha soldiers have a heart render on their team. And he's also peremed. Mm-hmm. And she just flicks her wrist, and Ugh. the guy's eyes explode, and he, he's dead. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't take, like, any vicious joy in that. Mm-mm. She's like... I liberated him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, she saw it as mercy because she has seen what the Perem does to her people and she doesn't want them to live like that, but she was willing to make the sacrifice for them, mm-hmm. which is great. And then... Um, <laughs> is it great? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for her. I don't love that for her. She it's was really happy sad. for 10 seconds. Oh. They got on the tank and they were like, oh, Nina and Matthias. Oh. And then... And then it was like, just kidding. Oh, gosh. Um, so We're going for a rough ride, mm-hmm. folks. And so she um, killed the heartrender that was with the Fjordans. Um, and then she starts walking towards the soldiers. And Matthias, he, like, changes his position to try and protect her, kind of steps in front of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just keeps going and tells the soldiers to stop because as she's moving towards them they Mm -hmm. start to get in a ready position to attack her Mm -hmm. and she tells them to stop and they do have you ever you've seen atlantis right the disney movie Mm -mm. i need to watch it you need to watch it i need to watch it a long time there's a scene where the female protagonist um kita basically assimilates with the will and magic of her ancestors Mm. and she walks on water across this area and right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um tells it, it's a whole thing but basically what nina is doing here is very similar where like she's kind of turned off to anything that's not this moment it's like anya at the beginning yes um and what she's doing they just what she commands they do just completely serene completely mm-hmm. in control mm-hmm and so she tells them to stop and to put their guns down, and they do. Mm-hmm. And then she tells them to go to sleep, and they Ugh. go to sleep. Which sometimes that wouldn't be the worst thing. I would like to get a good I, night's sometimes sleep. Sometimes I'd love to pay someone to come and go sleep. I'm out and just knock me out. And my head, my head the floor. floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so row after row of these soldiers. It's not like ten soldiers who are waiting no, for this them. This is like it a is. militia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just fall. Um, and it describes that the scene was eerily still. No, they, because the only ones awake are the crows. The rest of the soldiers, like, potentially hundreds of soldiers on the ground. just knocked out. Taking a little nappy nap. Cold. Um, and so Wylan, Inej, Jesper, and Kaz, um, 
and the, they get off the tank because Nina mm-hmm. and Matthias had gotten off the tank to do, you know, put the soldiers to sleep. Mm-hmm. And they're all shocked because um, it happened instantaneously. Like in yeah, yeah, it happened so quick they didn't even have time to really process it. And so um, in order to get to the boat, they walked through the soldiers. They could have taken the tank and killed all of them. Yeah. But they... Escape is the priority right yes. now. And the tank is slow. Mm-hmm. And so they're walking through the soldiers. And uh, the four uh, four of the crows, Inej, Kaz, Wylan, and Jasper are at the front. And Nina and Matthias are towards the back. Because remember, Nina's kind of in that perem daze. Mm-hmm. And Matthias is staying with her, kind of leading her mm-hmm. through the soldiers. You really need to watch Atlantis. I will. Because there's a part very reminiscent to this. Okay. I'll it. watch it. It's a great visual. Um, and so they're almost to the boat. <laughs> and you're like, As if things can't hurt more. They're like, oh my gosh, we made it. And you're like, oh, they did it. This Wow, this conflict was resolved really quickly. <laughs> Way to go, guys. And then someone yells, Matthias. And it's uh, Brum. It's Brum. I have in my notes, Brum is a piece of shit. He um, is. Yeah. He is. Oh, I also have in my notes. Um, I mm-hmm. because I love Nina Matthias, mm-hmm. and reading this because they've gone back and forth with the hate and the fear, and they've mm-hmm. kind kind of finally reconciled that. And in this moment, she has all the power, but he's not afraid of her. And so mm-hmm. I described it that he's they almost mellow each other out. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna protect each other before they protect themselves. Because he made a vow to her. Not yet. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah. How can I forget? I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> you the life, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, that's kind of what's happening. Honestly, though. <laughs> they broke, bro- broke, they broke their, their vows. <laughs> they broke their vows to their countries. Uh, and they were both like, no, 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 no way, Jose. But then they both <coughs> wanted to. You have to laugh to not cry right now. <laughs> I do, I'm doing both. Um, <laughs> I'm screaming, crying, and throwing up. <laughs> Honestly, me most days, that's... <laughs> Any given moment, that's the moon. Um, and so, Brum calls out to Matthias, Ugh. and they all turn, and a group of Druskela are mm-hmm. just waiting there. <laughs> um, and they have, um, they're soaking wet because, remember, the crows blew up the bridge, so they had to swim through the water. They or they, uh, well, no, they did have to swim through the water. Yeah. We don't know how they got there. Potentially, they followed them through, like, the ash tree. Maybe. Um, that is possible, yeah. but, but they but also have have hoods over their face. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, that's weird. It's not the KKK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's KKK adjacent. Yeah. But that's not why they're wearing the hoods. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> it, do, it serves a dual purpose. Yes. To, to show their racism and... <laughs> and uh, we'll get to that point in a second. In just a um, moment. And so Brum yells for Matthias, and so they turn around, and Matthias or Brum calls Matthias a traitor. Traitor, and he betrayed his country and his god, and none of them are going to leave alive. When literally Matthias could have he had Brum's life in in his his hands, hands. and got the whole world (laughs) in his hands. (laughs) He did, and he chose (laughs) 
not to take his life because mm-hmm. he had the hope that he could come to the same realization that mm-hmm. he did. And also it's his mentor mm-hmm. and he showed him mercy. Yes. And now he's like, you're going to die. And now he's like, you're dead to me and also about to be dead, literally, because I'm yeah. going to kill you. Um, there's a song by Renee Rapp, who I mm-hmm. love. She was just announced as Regina George in the Mean Girls musical movie. Let's go. But um, she goes, strangers to lovers to enemies. And now you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's now you're dead to me, strangers to lovers to enemies. Hmm. Um, so Lovely. You know, it's a good song. I'll send it to you. I will um, listen to it. And so uh, he's threatening them, saying that they're not going to leave alive. And Nina is basically saying bet. Honestly. Um, <laughs> Nina said, that's funny. And so she does say, tell them that because of Matthias, she will give them a chance. Mm-hmm. She'll give them one chance to leave them alone and just what let them go. Because they don't want violence. No, they're just they trying just want to get, to get home out. with their score. Mm-hmm. You know? And so she tries, and then Brum tells her that she can't control them. LOL. I have in my notes, I wrote LOL. <laughs> you can't control me. Want to bet? Our hateware um, is yeah. made with Grisha stuff. Yeah, so Brum tells them that the hoods, the masks, the masks, um, all their clothes are made um, by reinforced Grisha steel and that the Grisha powers can't be used. Um, the Grisha powers will have no effect on them. Which is a fundamental misunderstanding of Grisha power, I feel like. I know. I was kind of confused I'm like, about how that. does that work? Because, because they can't see their eyes and you have to see your, your target, but it's also like, I but know. I can see you. I know I you're know. under there. Like, and, But Nina tried and nothing happened, so it was true, so I'm a little mm. confused at that. But, um, I don't know. I know. But also he doesn't, by saying that, Brum admits that a lot of what they have is... Grisha made. Is Grisha made. Grisha are being forced to make things for the Fjordans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, Nina tries to do something with her powers, but nothing happens. And so Matthias knows that Brum was telling the truth that the clothes that they're wearing um, make them immune to Grisha power. Which I'm, I'm a little confused, I'm confused about. about it. Um, Lee Bardugo, if you're listening, can we would love some clarification. We would love some clarification. Also, just love to hear from you. Also, yeah. Just, just a hi. Drop us a note. Yeah. Um, and so, Matthias tells, is begging them. I forgot about this Not part. to do, he's telling them to go, they don't understand, and then Brum shoots Matthias. <sighs> without hesitation. Just does just it. point blank, just shoots him in the chest. And, Ugh. um, he feels the pain of, of... The gunshot. <gasps> like, I've been shot! And then all of a sudden it's... Okay. Then... That was good. Ooh, that was right. good timing. Wow. <laughs> um, and so he's feeling the pain of being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before he can really register what happened, the bullet was pulled out of him and he, his wound was healed because Nina did that with her power. Just calm. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of, like, in all of like the Wolverine movies, when people try yeah. to shoot Logan, it's just like, did stupid. You? Yeah. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sassy bullets hitting the floor after emerging from Hugh Jackman's pecs. <laughs> um, but that's basically what happened. And Matthias is shocked, so shocked that he opens his shirt. <laughs> which I think Oh no! I think it's a funny anecdote. He's just like... Oh! <gasps> <gasps> Um, and crazy. there's there's no wound like it's completely healed. He's, such a, he's smart, but he's such a himbo. He is. 
and so, there's no even scar or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nina walks past him and is walking towards the Druskela, and he's yelling, <laughs> like, no, please. Yes, um, and then the Druskela sh- starts shooting at her. And she's kind of twitching as they hit her because of the force of a bullet. Yeah. But as soon as they hit her, of course, she starts bleeding. She's healing, um, like, almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And if we remember, after mm-hmm. they fell through the ash tree, her dress was essentially nothing. Her so she clothes had, are basically gone. She's wearing, like, a, like a bikini and, oh, a, and, truly, a, and a, a cover-up. Truly. A sheer cover-up. Yeah, like a mesh cover-up. And so they're shooting at her, and so you can see the blood on the little bit of fabric that she has, yeah. but it's immediately, the wound is immediately healed. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so quick. And the, the Druskela are shocked because, um, and she notes that they're surprised because the Grisha that they've had under, who they've given parameters have, have been sedated and like mm-hmm. strung out. Have been under their control. And so they weren't really expecting this. <laughs> and then Brum, because he's an idiot, mm-hmm. um, says there are other ways. And pulls out the whip that um, the Druskela <laughs> had used on him before. Because a whip is going to... <laughs> no, no. Um, Jordan's doing the whip in Nene. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> This is 2022, the year of our Lord. It's not happening. <laughs> this is a zero tolerance whip and nene area. Um, oh my god. Anyway. But he's basically being. Brum pulls out a whip, tries to threaten her, even though she's indestructible. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he tells her that. This was such a. That he can't, that her powers aren't going to work on them. And she says... He's like, God has ordained us to take you in. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I have, again, in my notes, gross white man with power. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Um, I see in my head when I think of Brum, I see the captain, Marshall, the antagonist from Spirit. Mm. But like in feared and clothes. Yeah. Um, and so she admits that she she can't really do anything with her powers... To that, um, mm-hmm. to affect them directly, but she can um, <laughs> do something else. And so, remember the oh, soldiers that she just she put, to um, put to sleep. She moves her hands, and um, they. <laughs> so uh, this is a boss moment. <laughs> it is really cool. All the soldiers um, wake up and stand up, and they are again completely under her control. They don't have um any free will any autonomy over it's funny this. How that happens um and uh one of them takes the whip out of brum's hand and then the other ones take the hoods off and masks off of the druskela like like. yeah <laughs> if it weren't for these meddling kids in their meddling tank we would have gotten away with it um and so they are shocked um mm-hmm. that this has happened Agog, even. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, then because they are exposed, Nina can use her powers on them. And so she moves her hands again. And all of the Druskela drop their guns. Mm-hmm. And um, their hands clutch their heads. Essentially, she's giving them... She's like giving them aneurysms. Yeah. Kind of. They're bleeding from all of their orifices. And in any other situation, I'd say that's not good. <laughs> But in this I'm one. not afraid to say it. <laughs> I'll take a hard line stand. You know, 
We might get canceled, but I'll go ahead. I'm not afraid. It's not good to bleed from orifices. Not great. <laughs> um, if you don't like this, maybe that's not the podcast for you. <laughs> and so um, then I she says, and this is... <laughs> Then she says, um, and this is a quote from the book, mm-hmm. for my country, for my people, for every child you put to the pyre, reap what you've sown, draw a brum. <sighs> so Badass good. girl boss so moment. good. Good for mm-hmm. her. And Matthias is watching this happen. Oh, but then it immediately hurts. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knows all of their names. He's, like, he went to school with them. They're his brothers. He's looking at these soldiers and he's recognizing some of them, and he looks at one, knows his name, and then remembers something mm-hmm. that an interaction that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's thinking that they're still boys like he was. They can still be taught. They can they still were, grow. They were indoctrinated mm-hmm. like and he was. And he, if he can do it, why can't, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he... He pleads with her. He, he asks her. He's begging her, please, Nina. And... Nina tells him that they wouldn't offer him mercy. Mm-mm. And he knows that they would not because they just tried they to kill him. They just tried him. to kill him. He literally has been shot by them. Mm-hmm. And Matthias says that he knows, but he would rather them live in shame than, than for Nina to have their blood on her hands. Mm-hmm. And she hesitates because she is listening to him. Um, and again, in my notes, I have Matthias ever decent. He still has hope for them. Ugh, it's so true. Yeah. Um, and Probably. so then she, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Matthias, this, I think this was the first part. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Um, I think this is the one I texted you. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Uh, Matthias tells Nina that he taught her to be something better uh. and that they could, they could also learn and they could grow and they could become mm-hmm. something different. And so then Nina looks at him looking at looking at his eyes and he again senses that difference in her yes um because her pupils are blown wide you mm -hmm. know super dilated with the drug and he's he's telling her that they still fear her that he used to he doesn't anymore but they feel like he used to this line here (laughs) He, he says we're all someone's monster nina uh it's like uh it reminds me this is gonna seem silly it reminds me of a quote from jurassic world Mm. Where, um, this is actually very sad, that actor passed away, not B.D. Wong, but the other guy, um, mm-hmm. but he came to him and he's like, the dinosaurs, they're out, and he's like, you made a monster, and B.D. Wong's character is like, a monster, you asked me to make this, he said, and they're, they're animals, he's like, a cat is a monster to a canary, mm-hmm. we're just used to being the cats, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of, it's not the same sentiment, but it's kind of the same thing here, it's like, it is. it's all about perspective, yeah, and understanding because he is just so decent Mm -hmm. and so she's looking at his eyes um looking at him and then um she puts her hands down and and the druskella don't feel the pain anymore they just kind of drop to the floor with the rest of the pain they have um and then the soldiers that she had put to sleep went back to sleep um easiest 20 bucks they ever made yeah and again uh Lee Bardugo in the book compares it to puppets with their strings being cut, just, which I think is a beautiful, like, yes, just fully inanimate, fully mm-hmm. not in their own control. And then uh, she's not, Nina's not done. 
She's nope. gonna listen to Matthias. She's not this. gonna kill him. But she's but still he, Nina. Yeah. You she know? moves her hand, and then you hear Brum scream. Like, ah! <laughs> He's clutching his head. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, did she kill him? Did she no. take that vengeance? <laughs> she scalped him um, yep. and made him bald. She said, I just, I can hear this in Danielle's voice, so mm. just, yes, he'll just be very bold. I'm so and excited. Then, I'm so excited. Um. And then they get on the boat, because they were right there. They were <laughs> very, very so close. close. And they get on the boat and start sailing away. Specht was on the boat ready for them. And no one comes after them. The sea is still. They're sailing away. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. I would sail away with them. Um, and there's no cannons coming from the ice court. No tanks no nothing no one coming and they're able to drift away that is the end of chapter 41 <sighs> and we're on chapter 42 because that yes. it was that was good that was so much <laughs> and then chapter 42 is in Inej's point of view Inej. and it starts off with Inej kind of being grateful that they were they got a good wind to take them mm-hmm. far away quickly and then mm-hmm. um that they were able to because if not they would not have been able to get away mm-hmm. as quickly as they did or at all and um she s- describes that as soon as they got on board that matthias asked Kawe how long nina has before she's addicted essentially yeah, yeah. um and he tells uh Kawe tells matthias that she has maybe an hour or two just depends. Um, there's not an exact science. Mm-hmm. Matthias asks if she can purge it from her own body mm-hmm. um, because she did it with a bullet, so she should be able to do it with this. And Koi tells him it's not that simple because if she pulls it out of her, then she'll lose the powers as she's pulling it out and she won't be able to, and only another Grisha on Perem will have the powers to do that. Yep. Um, and... Uh, um, Oh my gosh, where am I? Da, 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 da. Oh, um, and... It's, it's very bleak. Very yeah. grim. Things are not looking great. We got the those 30 seconds of happiness. Yeah, it's like either she's going to be strung out forever, or she's mm-hmm. the withdrawals are going to kill her, mm-hmm. are and, the options, basically, aware that they're aware of. Mm-hmm. And Matthias is desperate <laughs> at this point. I remember looking at how much book was left when I was reading <laughs> this in a bath in Oklahoma City, <laughs> and being like, no... No, no, there's not enough book no, no, for this no, no, old no, 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 no. to be okay. No, no. <laughs> um, and so Matthias is desperate. He's asking Quay what options they have, what can they do, um, if they give her more, what that will do. Um, and uh, they're essentially, the only option for her to potentially still live is to just let it purge out of her body. Mm-hmm, naturally. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Matthias asks, or Kaz actually asks how, how it's going to yeah. start, which I thought was interesting. That but is interesting. Pragmatic. Yep. Um, he wants to know how to prepare for it. Yeah. And so it's essentially described as the symptoms of a withdrawal from, yeah. from alcohol or drugs. Yeah. Um, and then it's um, hypersensitivity, tremors, and then craving of the drug. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and so then awful. Ma- mm-hmm. And Matthias asks, um, if Kuwait has more of the perm, and he says yes, 
that he does because he's thinking, well, if we just give her maybe if a we little can just bit, micro dose her, yeah, mm-hmm. and because that's treatment. Mm-hmm. That's the treatment for opiate addiction mm-hmm. is to wean you off of it over time. But this is but this is different. Not bad. And Nina says she's not going to take any more. Doing cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hui says that he does have enough, but if she takes a second dose, she will become it, addicted, and then there's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, oh my gosh. Mm. If, <laughs> we were, again, we had the real high high for 10 seconds, and then <laughs> Yep. Um, and, and this is the only way they all get out alive, mm-hmm. but it's still just... The cost is so high. Mm-hmm. And this is like a new drug, so they don't really know what could happen. They have ideas of what will probably happen. Kuwait's like, she's probably going to go insane. Mm-hmm. Just prepare yourself for that. No because, matter which one we do, she's probably going to go crazy. Because like addiction, like addiction, it is a disease mm-hmm. where... This, your body is craving it and you're going to yeah. do anything you can. So it's not good. And then this is where the quote that Jordan read from the mm-hmm. episode comes from. That Perem in Shu means, I'm assuming in Shu. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. Yeah. Uh, means without pity. Um, so it's, th- there's nothing they can do. It's ruthless. Mm-hmm. And after he says that, it's quiet because everyone's kind of... Yeah, it really is. I'm doing my best because this is rough territory. Forgiveness. Can you That's my least favorite favorite part of the whole. Is it really? The where they go, forgiveness. It's like we can see that that's what's happening. We didn't need yeah. forgiveness. Can you imagine? I can't though. <laughs> um, neither can they because they don't know what to do. Um, because the severity and the bleakness of the situation has finally set in because they've been going, going, going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Nina kind of finalizes it and says that there's, what's going to happen is going to happen. There's nothing that they can do. Um, and she starts to move, um, towards one end of the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matthias is just watching her. Um, and the- <laughs> <laughs> and then, he says the saying that they exchanged earlier the water hears and understands and again i wrote is uh, he he's not comparing her to his religion but no. he's understanding the greatness of mm-hmm. her and her powers and the extent of what what well, it can do and the unspoken second half of that saying but the ice does not forget is like <laughs> it's like he's he's thankful for her he sees the divinity in her but mm-hmm. he also regrets that it came to this and that's where mm-hmm. like the unspoken second part of that is is that things are not ever going to be the same after this yeah this is a turning point and Ugh. so then because remember this is in Inej's point of view mm-hmm. she goes and gets some coats um for her and and nina um and she goes to find nina and before she even gets to her um, Nina tells her one hour, maybe two, and Inez is shocked. <laughs> and the woman is too stunned to speak, because silence is her mm-hmm. thing. She She's so confused, she doesn't understand. She, she asks if she oh, heard her approach. Like, they are on a boat, it's loud with the wind and the sea. Mm-hmm. Like, she um, should not have waves. been able to hear her. Mm-hmm. And Nina says that she can hear Inez's pulse. Um, and that mm-hmm. everyone's um, heartbeat is different, and she 
never realized that before. Um, yeah. And so Inez, Inez joins her um, and uh, gives her the coat, but it, it doesn't really affect Nina because, again, she's on the high This is so around. interesting, too, because in Inez's internal monologue, mm-hmm. um, when she gives Nina the coat, she says, the Grisha put it on. Inej has never Ooh. referred to Nina as just the Grisha, but her power is just so immense right now mm-hmm. that it's such a part of her identity that it's like, that's how she describes her. That is interesting. I didn't catch that. That's very interesting. Um, and there, Nina and Inej are standing next to each other, looking out at the sky, at the waves, and Inej is ready to get back to Ketterdam and mm-hmm. enjoy life. Um, because she hasn't really been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And she has this newfound vigor in yeah, her. Yeah, she has purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Nina tells her, Nina tells Inez that she wishes she could see what, what she can do mm-hmm. with her powers. Remember when Jordan said she can <laughs> she can um, see sounds and hear and, color? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually true. She's got like synthesia right now, honestly. Yeah. Um, and she says that she can hear blood rushing through everyone on this ship and she can hear the uh, change in Kaz's breathing uh, every time he I wish I would have flipped the page one more time because this would have been my quote because Inez is like what and Nina tells her that every time he looks every time Kaz looks at Inez his breath catches like, like it's the first like he's time he's seen, seen her, her um oh my gosh which is so sweet uh, and so it's <laughs> Because Nina kind of brings it up casually. She's, mm-hmm. She says that she can hear everything. She can he- hear everyone's heartbeat, their pulse, the blood rushing through them. She can also hear Kaz's heart skip a beat as, or his breath catch every mm-hmm. time he looks at Inej. Ugh. Which is so sweet. Um, and Inej tries to change the subject mm-hmm. and she asks, um, what about Matthias? And this is different from what has been said mm-hmm. about Nina and Matthias in the past. Nina tells Inej that Matthias is afraid for her. Yeah. Um, it's a subtle It's shift. a difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can tell you're starting to feel that drink. You can? Yeah. How? <laughs> because you're talking a lot more and you're just like, yep, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I'm a very active listener. What can I say? Yeah, you haven't done that in the past 15 episodes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm trying to be better about active listening. Because um. <laughs> I'm literally over here like, wow, I'm contributing so much today. I don't feel like anything. No, it's great. I'm like, nah, you can feel it. <laughs> I feel it when I stand up. Absolutely. Um. Oh, golly. <laughs> I don't mean it for you to stop, but it's just... <laughs> Please continue. Um. Continue. And so um, Nina tells Inej that Matthias is afraid for her, which is a shift because for most of the book she's thought that he's been afraid of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that because he's a steady feared and he's a big old lump of cunt and muscle, muscle, that his heartbeat doesn't Keeps change. Keeps everything in nice little boxes. Um, and Inej tells Nina that she didn't think that she was going to let the, the, the Driscella live. Mm-hmm. And Nina tells her she didn't think she was going to either. Yeah. Um, and uh, she kind of jokes that, oh, she's just yeah. another horror story. She's going to be another Grisha boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Inej tells Nina that she looks radiant. Yeah. She's, she's glowing. She's divine. Like, she's like mm-hmm. a deity right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Nina quickly tells her that it's not going to last. Um, and she does admit that she is afraid. Um, but Inej tells them that they, they're going to be there for her. Um, which is nice because I love their friendship. I know. Um, and I also liked this part. Inej says that she had made countless... She she has a lot of alliances and, and deals with people. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have a lot of friends. But Nina's, And Nina's a friend. Nina's a true friend. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and she kind of tries to make her feel better by joking a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, Nina tells her, asks her to tell her something good anyway. Um, and Inej is still comforting her, saying that it's going to be all right, that she'll survive, mm-hmm. um, and that they're going to have bank. a lot of money, and they're going to, she's going to live a happy life. Um, and then Nina tells her, "Let's buy the menagerie." And Inej says, "Let's buy it and burn it," which again, girl boss uh. moment. Love their friendship. Because mm-hmm. um, she knows, Nina knows what Inej went through. Yeah. I think she's probably the only one who fully grasps what Inej went through at the menagerie. Yeah. Um, because if she wasn't Grisha, it would have happened to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're watching the waves and Nina asks Inej if she's ready. And <sighs> Inej pulls up her sleeve. Because um, remember, she has the menagerie tattoo that they kind mm-hmm. of muddled together. And so with the brush of her hand, it is gone. And Nanej describes a skin that it looks almost too perfect. Along with the scarring. Mm -hmm. Because they had to do the peacock feather over the scar where she just Mm -hmm. had, like, literally just a butcher, like, grate it off. Mm -hmm. And she was just thankful for it to be gone. And now it's, like, brand new. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after she does that, um, this is so cute, too. Nina kisses Nanej's cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she she says that she has she's gonna go talk to Matthias before things get too too bad. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's screaming, crying, throwing up, and a ball in the corner. Um, <laughs> we got a location that time. <laughs> Look, I know where else I'm supposed to do that. Um, <laughs> on the street, just for everyone. Oh my god. <laughs> um, as she's walking away, Kaz. Um, Kaz is there, and mm-hmm. Inej realizes that that's actually the reason Nina left, because she sends Kaz, and Kaz wanted one to talk with Inej, um, but Kaz stops Nina and um, tells her something, and she, Nina's a little shocked, and Inej doesn't know what he's telling her, mm-hmm. um, and they have a little little back and forth, and <laughs> eventually... Um, they, uh, she, whatever it was, Nina mm-hmm. agrees and then goes below deck to presumably go find Matthias. And Inej asks Kaz what, um, what he told Nina. And mm-hmm. he says that he has a job for her. And she's like, <sighs> are you kidding? Do you Kaz, know what she's going through? Mother loving Bricker. And he's like, there's still work. Um, and. He said, job's not done. She's a little pissed at him for that. Yeah. And they're just standing next to each other, not seeing anything. And <laughs> this is... Uh, Kaz finally tells them, oh, we're alive. Um, and they get a little back and forth, but mm-hmm. it's not um, as... Because uh, Kaz usually comes back with, with a, a comment. He's usually like snappy and snarky mm-hmm. with her. But he's not. He's being pretty, pretty honest. Yeah. Um, and then... They're just ready to get back, um, to get their money. And Inej asks, Inej asks him how he's going to meet the merchant council. And he says that, um, he and Roddy, remember another mm-hmm. member of the drags are going to row, um, row to, row boat. yeah, 
they're going to go into the harbor and um, they will get word to Van Eck. Um, and they're going to make the exchange on an island called Velgaluk. Velgaluk? That seems like appropriately guttural and clicky to mm-hmm. be a Ketterdam, a mm-hmm. Kurdish word, like Velgaluk. Yeah, and so Inej notes that that island is popular for people who are... Um, <laughs> people in the trade of buying people. and selling people. Um, and so Inej is a little confused. I wrote suspish um, <laughs> because Kaz says that Van Eck's the one who suggested that meeting mm. place. And Inej, again, suspicious. Good instincts. Um, she's like, how does he know about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of take it. Um, and uh, she she tells Kaz her... She finally admits... Because she told him that she's going to leave, but mm-hmm. she admits her plans. Um, and she tells him that she's going to learn to sail so she can buy a, slip, a ship and okay. stop and stop slavers. Yeah. Um, and he tells he, her that there's no way that she's going to get all of them. And she says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Basically. Yeah. She says, I have to try. Um, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. You beat me by two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Inej Gaffa, <laughs> Jordan Goodnature, Emma Bye. <laughs> I should not have said our full names, probably. Oh, that's what's on Spotify, is because oh, we're the owners, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then Kaz gives her gives her a little bit of compliment, mm-hmm. and he tells her that... I pitied the fool. The slavers, not the fool. Well, <laughs> slavers are like, fools. There you go, exactly. So, he actually said it in that voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I can't. <laughs> um, and that they have no idea what's waiting for them. Um, and and she, like, oh. she blushes a little bit. Um, and, uh, she tells him that she's going to go home first to Ravka to look for her family. Um, uh, and then she asks about his family. Mm-hmm. So they've always kind of had this silent agreement that they're not going to ask each other deep personal questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asks anyway, and then he's a little shit and says, yes. quote, barrel boys don't have parents. We're born in the harbor and crawl out of the canals. Shut the hell up, Cass. Okay. He was calling Matthias a lump of country muscle, then mm-hmm. he's a slip of country beef. Amen. Because he's from a little, little farm. Mm-hmm. Golly. Idiot. Um, and so back to square Stupid. one. Stupid. And Inez just shakes her head. Because she, she's so tired of it at this point. Like She's, she's already known for herself. Like, mm-hmm. nothing I'm going to do is going to change him. I'm making my peace with it. And then she's thinking about her parents and how much she wants that again um, to eat fruit with her dad to watch her mom make dinner or things mm-hmm. like that um and then she it's almost pity for kaz because they're mm-hmm. about to be richer than they have ever imagined and so she asks him what's what, what after what's this next? you've made the money yeah um and he says that there's always more and she asks is this it just money and vengeance there's nothing else there's nothing else you want to do have you ever watched dr evil sing along no Oh, it's so good. It's Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion. It's like a very low-budget, like, cult classic. Mm. It's a musical as well, and the last number is so good. You know I love me a musical. Yes. The last number is so good because he's doing, like, he like he's the villain, Neil Patrick mm. Harris is. And he finally got everything that he wanted and this dominance and everything. And um, But in doing so, the woman he was in love with 
because that was before mm-hmm. we let Neil Patrick Harris be true to himself mm-hmm. on TV. Um, she dies through it, and like it's so not powerful. Let me be clear. No, the, ugh, the ugh ugh to to heteronormativity, not to Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> no. being gay. No, 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 no. But, yeah, very much. Ugh the to, turn yeah. is it's like this powerful. He's like, and I won't feel, and then it cuts to him like just devastated, and he delivers the last word so great. He goes alone, um, and then it, that's the movie. And this is very much like what comes after you've won, Kaz. Mm-hmm. It's you and your money. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all that's left over. So again, ugh to heteronormativity. Um, I, Not NPH. We love you. No, we love NPH. Um, ally over here. Um, <laughs> Speak, Valentina. Ally. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was a that was a mistimed ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ugh. Wait. <laughs> but that's what uh, Inej is getting at: is what's left when it's just you and your money. What are you fighting for? And he doesn't answer her, and so she turns to go, and he, oh, he grabs her hand <clears throat> and asks her to stay, not stay talking uh, to her, ta- talking to him, stay in to stay in Ketterdam and to stay with him. Mm. <gasps> and she is shocked. She wants. <laughs> she <laughs> the woman was too stunned to speak. She wants to say yes. She wants, she wants to so, so bad. badly. He has been the thing that has made her survive. And she basically asks him why. But she also knows her point. Like mm-hmm. she knows she, her worth. She knows her worth. She knows which, what she needs. Which I I know this is really these parts are really hard for you. I'm very conflicted on this because I she knows her worth and she does deserve better than what Kaz can give her in this moment. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that she's acknowledging ever like the Everything he has built up, he has built this up since he was nine years old. He doesn't touch other people. He doesn't show but emotion to other people. because she doesn't have his full history. I, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's and that's because of something... these walls that he has built and that he hasn't been so transparent with her that she doesn't, she can't appreciate how big this mm-hmm. is for him because he hasn't even given her the tools to do so. That's true. But I also think that, I mean, she's Inej Gaffa, so she knows that there's something, and she wants him to tell her, and mm-hmm. I think he wants to tell her. He's told her more than he's told anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm very conflicted when it comes to this, because know. she knows her worth, and she asks him why should she stay, and he tells her that he wants her to stay, that he wants her to, that he wants uh, her. This has the same energy as, you, I'll swim. Yeah. Because he goes, I want you to stay. I want you to... Do we think that... I um, want you. Do we think that the still of Kaz and Inej from season two is this scene? Because they're very close. Ooh. Ooh, it could be. Oh my gosh. I I can't wait. Um, And so after that... uh, This was... What she's about to say, though, is so... The thing about Inej is that she does not have time for bullshit. mm -hmm. She cuts straight to the chase. She has her boundaries, and she has the things that she's not going to compromise on. Which, again, I fully understand why she does this, because she has also been dealt a bad hand, mm-hmm. um, and she's fairly, she's pretty transparent about it, and her trauma and her um, boundaries, mm-hmm. and Kaz has very clear boundaries, but he's not transparent about why he has no. those boundaries, and so this was a really low blow. Um, and she asks, how will you have, oh, sorry, quote from the book, how yes. will you have me? And she Fully quote. like, she, she gives his hand a little pulse. I was reading the quote, Jordan. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Does she? I don't, yeah. I didn't get that. Where is it? Gently, she squeezed his hand. Ah, dang. So it's like, it's not like, 
like ripping the band-aid off awful it is an admission of like a mutual like a reciprocation of how he's feeling oh you were here i was here i wasn't ah yeah that's why you thought i was done with the quote i I was not (laughs) sorry it was like it she is reciprocating Mm -hmm. but she has her ways go ahead um (laughs) so (laughs) you got it so then this is a quote from the book she asks how will you have me fully clothed gloves on your head turned away so our lips can't even touch that was uh, low. It was low, but he needed to hear it. He did, but maybe not so harsh. But this is what makes the last moment. Oh yeah, so impactful. Oh my gosh! I literally, when I tell you a bitch was crying in the club, a bitch was crying in the club, and it was me. <laughs> I was the bitch. <laughs> and so remember uh, what, what Jordan just said—that um, she squeezed his hand, and so after she asks him that she lets mm-hmm. him go because he doesn't respond to her he doesn't know how to respond he's never been challenged this way no he, this is he's he's like i've been vulnerable what's my reward mm-hmm. not as clinical as that but that's but basically the, but that's the that's basic the gist, equation yeah. yeah and so then she says quote i will have you without arm with casbrecker i will not have you at all <sighs> that shit hurted but she is she says that so he responds to her. So he he fights for her. So he says anything to get her yes. to stay. Because if he had said anything... If he had said anything... She would have stayed. So again, mm-hmm. she, should she have said that? Has, had, should, she, should she have said the fully clothed gloves on thing? Probably not. Especially because she has her own hang-ups with intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Understandably. But she wants him to... Mm-hmm. She wants him to fight for her. That saying, I will do this with you. I will heal with you. Mm-hmm. But I have to know you're going to meet me halfway. Yeah. So maybe there was like another way to... can't let her know that. Maybe there was like another way for both of them to mm-hmm. word it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's thinking, give me a reason to stay. I want to stay. Just pretty much and just say something. Just a little bit um, And... And... And we can learn to love again. I don't know if they can. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And she's thinking that he saved her. Maybe I can save him, too. Ugh. And he doesn't say anything. And so she leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have in my notes, he didn't say anything in all capital letters. Idiot! Well, his feelings are hurt. His ego's bruised. Yeah. For one thing. Because you he's... Know? Because as the bastard of the barrel, as Casbrecker mm-hmm. with the reputation that he has, he does not get called out like that. And that's just the only person who calls him out on who his bullshit. Who can call him out like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And usually he gives a whoop, he gives a quick-witted response. That was mm-hmm. hard for me to say. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I almost said quick-witted response. But it's... It has, you had some... Quick, Some spot changes there. Quick-witted response. That's yes. hard. Say that five times fast. No. Um, <laughs> okay. You do you, man. Um, I shall not. What was it that our, our co-worker said at lunch to it today? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> so that is the end of chapter 42. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't love a miscommunication trope. And this I do. Is, I don't. I was like, ugh. As I really don't. It bothers has, me. As someone who has a degree in communication, um, it irks me. It irritates me. Um, <laughs> I am perturbed. I am. 
And so this is, I think this is as close as we get to a miscommunication trope. It's not a miscommunication. It's Mm -hmm. a lack of communication because of boundaries and past trauma. And expectations. Yes. It's because Yes. it's, they're so, and Inej is guilty of this too. Kaz Mm -hmm. and Inej as a unit are both so entrenched in their own dramas and their own traumas. Validly though. Validly, absolutely. But they're always thinking, what does the world owe me? Mm. Not what do I owe this person? What do I owe myself? And so Inej is like, okay, I will. Realization gonna, was like, this is my purpose. I'm gonna go ahead and say that Kaz, Kaz, Kaz is like, what does the world owe me? And mm-hmm. Inej is like, what do I owe myself? Exactly, exactly. But they both are all. They're both all in themselves, which they need to be right now. Mm-hmm. But that's why they're not getting what they need from each other. Oh, therapy. <laughs> Every single one of them needs to go. <laughs> Not sponsored by BetterHelp, but well, they need it. BetterHelp has some issues. Let's um, go to Ketterdam and find a medic that is certified in counseling and therapy. I love that. Can you imagine? Well, I'm just saying for oh, them. Just thinking about a magic medic oh. is incredible. Well, like Nina. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, Speaking I love- of Nina... Speaking of Nina, chapter 43 is in Nina's point of view. I have literally next to the Nina in mm-hmm. so much pain. Um, so this is, jumps forward a few hours. Mm-hmm. And so it's after she's taken the perm, after the high has worn off. And so she's starting to feel like shit, for lack of a better term. Yeah. She's having withdrawals. She's mm-hmm. aching. She is. Honestly, the way that she's describing it right now, this is how I felt after my second COVID shot. Really? Yes, I felt like every time I moved even a little bit, all of my bones were breaking. I knock on wood. I got really lucky for everyone. My for the first COVID shot, I had a migraine because I get migraines, mm-hmm. and I slept for a long time. And mm-hmm. the second one, I had the chills and I slept. But the last two, because I've had mm-hmm. I've had all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two, I have felt fine. The third the, one, I was fine, but I got it at the same time as my flu shot, and so the flu shot messed me up. Because I got my flu shot again this for this year, and I had to take a sick day. Yeah, I got both my my COVID and flu shot the past two times I've gotten um, mm-hmm. a booster, and I've been fine. See, and you did that, Maybe so I can do it too. And then it knocked me out. Okay, and then you did it, and, and it's it like, killed me. But my none of were as bad as my second COVID shot. Where this is a quote from the book where she says. It feels as if her bone. It felt as if her bones were trying to push through the places where her joints met. I was like, I've felt that before. But so also, Nina's under the ship in the same room on the same mm-hmm. table that she was healing Inezha after Inezha got stabbed, mm-hmm. and she can smell. She can still smell Inezha's blood. blood in the room, even though it's been cleaned off. And she says mm-hmm. that the blood smells like Inezha. Um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, not only does do her bones feel like they're gonna pop out of her skin. The she's hyper sensitive. Yes, this was with my COVID shot too. Really, like everything hurt. Interesting. Like the blankets on my skin felt mm-hmm. like I was gonna be like rubbed like a little raw chicken nugget. Like, <laughs> like you know when you pick all the skin off of a piece of fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. that's how I felt. Um, I felt wasn't that. enough to make me vegetarian, but I did yeah. experience that. <laughs> and so she's feeling like crap. Matthias is next to her. Um, and he tries to hold her hand, but again, she's so sensitive to touch. It everything hurts. Um, and it, if even him grabbing her hand just makes her hand feel like it's, it's raw. 
Um, everything feels wrong. Um, everything looks wrong because again, she just had this amazing high that she could see and feel everything. Um, and she was in tune with every part of the world mm-hmm. of, with people as well. And now it just, everything is wrong. Um, and, uh, then she starts shaking with, with tremors and she asks mm-hmm. Matthias to leave because she doesn't want him to see her like this because they they're teenagers. Yep. Um, and, and he just, he stays and asks her how, how bad is it? And she says that it's bad, but she knows it's going to get worse. Um, and then Matthias asks her if she wants to try Jerda, not Param. So Kuwait had suggested that just the stimulant and Jerda yeah. um, could help. Since it's a relative. It's a stimulant yeah. and so it could maybe help her get through it. Um, and she starts to say what she wants, but then she, she can't because she's in so much pain and she tries to sit up. Um, but then she tells Matthias, and this broke my heart, um, mm-hmm. quote from the book. Um, this is a <laughs> quote from the book. Uh, don't give me another dose. Whatever I say, Matthias, no matter how much I beg, I don't want to be like Nestor, like those Grecian cells. And so she's trusting Matthias. Remember when she took it, the Perem, she told him that if she goes out if she loses control if she gets to be too much or it's too bad that she's trusting him to kill her yeah he's like for her mercy she's like i'm gonna beg for it but no matter what i say or do do Mm -hmm. not give it to me and so again she's trusting him she's putting her life in his hands because Mm -hmm. she knows that if she takes parem that she's done for and he knows it too and he's willing to do anything to save her Mm -hmm. um and then but then matthias is saying that the withdrawal could kill her and that he's not gonna let her die um and then Nina's thinking, wait, he meant he just mentioned Kuwait. Kuwait. Oh wait, when we were back in the ice court, he said that he's one of us. Us. Mm-hmm. I really like the sound of us. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, now she's literally having now, a bitch be crying in the club, <laughs> and I am the bitch. <laughs> she's literally having like a John Lennon moment. Like, mm-hmm. Imagine there's no countries. Yeah. But it's it's hopeful. It's sweet. It's sad. Because she sees that Matthias has, has decency and hope for the other ones. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she would have killed all the Duskela if it weren't for him. And he understands. Um, and... <laughs> I'm literally... I need you to read it. Which part? This part. This is another quote uh-huh. on the book. Okay, he says... Um, we all carry our sins, Nina. I need you to live so I can atone for mine. Because now he's feeling Ugh. so guilty about the way he treated her. Yes. And that, and about everything he did as a Druskela to her people. And that she's in this situation because of him. Yes. Because he and captured he made her. the witch hunter oath to her. Mm-hmm. That and he was made for her to protect her, to die for her. And she has to make it. And so he's still trying to atone, and she says that you don't need that he does not need to do that. Yeah, she's like, you can do that if I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And he says that he doesn't <laughs> want to. Um, and then she says his name, and she kind of runs her fingers through his hair, even though it is so like painful. But she knows that this this moment of physical touch, they they mm-hmm. both need it, even though it, it's painful to her. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she's not sorry. Um. And, uh, for, I think it's just a, for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she asks, she's, she tells him to stay, to stay till the end. And then he says, <sighs> oh, I literally wrote, I'm dying. 
and then he says, and after, and always. Oh my gosh. And then she's almost like a little kid. She's mm-hmm. like, I want to go home. She wants to go to Ravka. Ugh. She wants to go back to Ravka that she hasn't been to in a long time. And he tells her that he will take her there. Matthias, uh, who the grew up... Um, wanting to dismantle the heathen country. It's like, I'll mm-hmm. take you home. He grew up a Druskela, uh-huh. hating and fearing Grisha. And this country of Ravka that raises uh, that raises killer Grisha um, and he says that he'll take her back because he wants uh, to make her happy uh, and he calls back to like the, the like raisin brandy snacks that she mentioned earlier in the book and he's like we'll do that if you want and they kind of banter back and forth like like in old patterns and he, she's so weak and then I can't the bitches crying in the club? We both be crying <laughs> in the club. I literally can't. They're they're going uh, back and forth and she's oh my God. again she's weak, so she's like gonna pass out or go to sleep. And then he says, A little red bird. Don't go uh, let me read that in a real voice. Uh, he says <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The stark contrast from Wait. <laughs> And he's reading in a real voice. <clears throat> they go back and forth. Uh, and then he tells her, little red bird, uh, don't go. Oh my god. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. My heart. This just be- I've never uh, felt more alone than reading Nina and Matthias' uh, chapters. My heart <laughs> is broken. Mi corazón <laughs> está rompido. A <laughs> mi también. Uh, you know, it's serious when I'm speaking in Spanish. It's true. It's true. And so Jordan and I are not okay. Mm-mm. And we're going to send our therapy bill to leave Ardugo. <laughs> I'm going to Venmo request leave Ardugo for $2,000. So that's, uh, that's the end of chapter 43. And now we're in 44. And 44 is in Jesper's point of view. So you're mm. like, oh. Oh, fun. It's Jesper. Oh, my heart has just been ripped out of my chest for three chapters in a row. It's just for time. Let's go. Let's go. You were feeling that drink. I'm not. I think you really are. You're going to listen to this while you're editing. You're going to be like, oh. (laughs) I was. I, in fact, was. We shall see. So, 44. Do you hear my voice is, like, a little different? I lost from laughing so much last night. Well, this morning, I was like, oh, my (laughs) gosh. Her voices are so deep today. (laughs) Like, I wonder what that's because. I wonder why. You know why. <laughs> I couldn't think of words. <laughs> we laughed long and hard yesterday. Uh, so, good anyway. Times. But Jesper. Chapter 44 is in Jesper's point of view. And so, at this point, the boat is moving on down. Um, moving on the And uh, they. Every, everyone on the boat is almost sitting vigil mm-hmm. they're being very respectful because they know the sacrifice nina made so they could get out mm-hmm. of of Jerahom, of fierda um and that with the exception or <laughs> jesper says that he's worried about nina he's maybe he's just as worried mm-hmm. about nina as anyone except matthias because matthias is exceptionally worried mm-hmm. but because everyone has been so quiet and silent and respectful he's kind of going crazy because yeah. he loves adrenaline, he likes to be on the move. He's jittery. Um, and then 
We also find that Wylin um, had been asked to help Nina to care for her mm-hmm. because Matthias couldn't do it the entire time. Yeah. <clears throat> Allegedly. And um, <laughs> that he he can still help them. Um, and then Jesper notes that he hasn't seen Wylin since they fled Jerholm. Hmm. That they got on the boat and he went under the boat and he has not seen him since. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to admit it, but he does miss having Wylin around. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little crush. Just a little um, bit. Just a little bit. And he says that, or he's thinking that Kuei is friendly, but sometimes Jesper's been on the deck of the ship and Kuei will just silently stand there next to him, so he thinks that's a little weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that Inej um, only wanted to chat with the um, Specht and Roddy who, yeah. um, to learn more about the boat and like knots in the boat. And, yeah, and she's sailing. like, well, I'm here. Might as well get a start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesper's kind of reflecting, thinking that they didn't think that it was they were going to be able to leave that they weren't going to make it out alive, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and so that the fact that they did, they should be having a party on the way back. Um, but that's not happening. And then he is, starts to feel guilt because he's, mm-hmm. he's worried about Nina. Um, but she made that sacrifice as a Grisha mm-hmm. to take Param. And he's feeling guilty that he didn't offer to take Param, but all, not only to help them with the soldiers, but that he didn't take Param to purge to take the Param yeah. out of her body. That would have been Which, such a mistake, because Jesper already has an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. That just would have... It's good that he didn't do it. And he kind of gets to that point himself. Um, Dang. And so he's feeling this guilt, um, but if he had taken the Param, he would not have made it through. No. Um... And so he's looking out onto the sea. He finally sees Kirch and Ketterdam um, and is really anxious knowing that their lives are about to change for the money that they're going to get. Um, and they waited till, till nighttime um, to go into the harbor um, so they could be inconspicuous. And Jesper asked Kaz if he could go with him and Roddy. Because, mm-hmm. again, they were going to anchor the ship and then take the rowboat into the harbor get message to Van Eck, and then meet on the island. Um, mm-hmm. And so Jesper asks if he can go because he's restless. He and, just needs to get out. Mm-hmm. And Kaz agrees. Um, and so they go. And Jesper says that it, it looks the same, um, but he feels different. Um, yeah, he feels like so much has happened mm-hmm. since the last time he was there that it should look different, and it doesn't because Ketter Dam's not what's changed. He's what's mm-hmm. changed. And he's thinking about the um, tide maker that they had encountered who had taken Prim that he had killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's thinking about that not only because he killed her. He's killed people before, but this was different. Mm-hmm. But also, it was different because she was one, she was like him. And that's not a part of his identity that he has ever explored or had the opportunity to explore. Yeah. Um, and so now he's kind of weighing those options as well. Mm-hmm. Um thinking, well, I have this power. Could I be a fabricator? Do I even want to be a fabricator? Mm-hmm. Should I go to Ravka? Yeah. Um, and learn how to use my powers? What is that going to look like? Um, but then they get to the dock, and Kaz is the only one who gets off. Um, he, uh, Jesper and Roddy stay on the boat, and Jesper thinks that Kaz told Roddy to watch him to make sure he doesn't leave, which is probably accurate. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... At that moment that Jesper's thinking that, he also thinks, well, I could go for a quick gambling mm-hmm. sesh real quick. 
um, which is not great. So, yeah. again, addictive personality. Um, and then Kaz comes back later confirming um, that people from the Merchant Council are going to meet them. Um, and the letter they have uh, that Kaz has from the Merchant Council says, Congratulations, your country thanks you. Which is funny. It's like, mm. Because they had, did not do this for the country. No. Um, and Kaz tells Jesper that he... Because Jesper asks if he told Vanek that Bolyol Bayer wasn't alive... And Kaz put everything in the letter, mm-hmm. um, but that they are going to meet, that he's going to meet them on the island Velgaluk. Velgaluk? I think Velgaluk. I think Velgaluk. Um, and so then as they're rowing back to the boat, um, Jesper asks if Wylan is going to come them with them to meet Vanek, and Kaz tells him no, mm-hmm. that um, Matthias will be with them. Um, and so someone has to stay and watch Nina. So Wylan's going to stay and watch Nina. Um, and, uh, that if they're going to use him as leverage later on, it's better yeah. to not have him there. And so Keep Jesper's, him close to the chest. Jesper's thinking, oh, that makes sense. It makes more sense to have Matthias, a mm-hmm. big lump of country muscle, um, <laughs> at this meeting. And to keep their bargaining chips mm-hmm. sequestered away safely. And so in the morning, um, Jesper describes it as an ominous morning. Everything's really still. The water isn't Oof. moving. There's no waves. There's no wind. And it's muggy. Yeah, um, it was like that this morning a little bit. Yeah, um, and uh, they're getting ready to go. And Jesper thought that Wylan was at least going to see him off, but I guess not. He's kind of um, because Nina can't be left on her own. Yeah, and um, Jesper does ask Matthias how how Nina's doing, and he just says that she's weak, um, that she hasn't been able to sleep, but she's you know doing as best as she she's can. Doing yeah, what she mm-hmm. can. Um, and then. After that, Jesper is thinking, has Wyland just been avoiding me? Oh my gosh. Is that weird? And then he's like, oh, wait, we have bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Let's go. Um, and then they get the rowboat. They call it a longboat in the book. I'm just going to call yeah. it a rowboat. It's, it's very much, it's like a skinny rowboat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so their ship should have two, but um, it only has one, and Jesper asks where the other one is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cass said, oh, they only have one because the other one was getting repairs done. Um, and so on the longboat, it's Jesper, um, Kaz, Matthias, Inej, mm-hmm. and Kuwait, and Roddy is rowing the boat. Um, mm-hmm. and they're going out to, um, the island to meet the Merchant Council and Vanek. And so they get yep. to the island, um, and it's described as flat, so flat that they almost mm-hmm. missed it, and that the only thing that's on there is a wrecked foundation of an old tower, mm-hmm. um, that had been used by the Council of Tides, again, the Council yep. of Tide Makers who... Um, change the tides for shipping and commerce purposes. Yeah. Um, and so they're on there. Um, they... Uh, we learn that Velgaluk means good luck. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, it's out in the middle of nowhere. No one really goes. It's, it's far enough out that mm-hmm. the harbor police don't patrol it, so no one's going to see them. Um which also, again, maybe a little suspicious. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> a little suspicious. Um, and as they're getting there, they can see another boat um, and hear, or another ship and sailors, like, shouting orders, um, and another rowboat coming down and coming towards the island. And uh, they pull it onto the sand, um, and Cass says, all right, let's go get rich. Mm-hmm. And they say, once again, no mourners. No funerals. Um, and they are, again, Kuei's there, Kaz leading the way, um, Kuei behind him, because he's, like, the asset they're protecting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then uh, Van Eck is there, and then a tall shoe man is there. Mm-hmm. Um, some Stodwatch are there, and then there are two guys who bring in a big trunk that has the 30 million Kruger in it. Yep. Um, and Kaz is a little confused because he, he's like, is it just you, Van Eck? Like, where are mm-hmm. the council members? Um, and Van Eck tells him that, oh, the council thought that I would be best for this job since I've already <laughs> worked with you and we have, like, a history. And then Kaz makes a comment. I um, like your pin. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we remember. He stole um, the first one. Yeah. And Van Eck is like, it was an heirloom, the older one. <laughs> Get wrecked, Van Eck. Get wrecked. Um, and, uh. Then the man, the shoe man who's there does confirm that Kuei is Kuei yeah. Yolvo. Um, he verifies his identity. Mm-hmm. And that's that reminds me of what the shoe naming um, mm-hmm. convention is for men. It's whatever their name is and then Yule and the name of their father. So mm-hmm. if Kuei had any kids, their names would be Nancy or I guess a boy, whatever. Brandon Yul Kuei ah. would be his kid's name. There you go. Um, and so he does confirm Kuei's identity, and then Vanek says that he's surprised, um, because they didn't think he was gonna <laughs> make it, and Kaz is like, you, you didn't? Well, I guess that makes sense, because you also sent Pekka Rollins. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, Vanek says, oh, oh, so you, you talked to Pekka Rollins, and mm-hmm. you know that I'm the one who sent him. <laughs> and uh, Kaz. Kaz says that well, you know, in a certain yeah. certain times, he I talks a talk. lot in certain contexts. And Jasper's like, oh, oh, so it was his blood. It was his blood on your shirt. Oh, yeah, we knew it. I knew it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then Jasper's kind of worried about what else Pekka Rollins could have told Kaz. Um, mm-hmm. And Van Eck just says, it's well, you know. Insurance yeah. policy, two is better than one. Exactly. Um, and, uh, um, oh my gosh, wait, where are we? Uh, then, uh, Kaz is like, why, why do you care? Yeah, he's uh, like, that doesn't hurt if mm-hmm. two thorns in your side also remove themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kaz says that, you know, it doesn't matter, 30 million crew are gonna make him feel better. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so Kaz checks the trunk and makes sure that there are 30 million Kruger in it, that it's not mm-hmm. just, like, the top layer. Um, and Matthias is, like, stupid Monopoly money. Yeah, because it's purple <laughs> it's, with, yes. like, fish on it, which is kind of funny. Um, um, I would be even worse at saving money if our money was purple with three fish. That's so baller. Like, oh, let's go. Let's go spin some fish. <laughs> um, Make these fish fly, baby. And... Uh, Vanek ensures that it's all there. Um, and so then uh, Kaz tells Kawei to go with Vanek, and he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vanek pats him on the back. Uh, and then um, Kaz tells him that, okay, well, thanks. We're, we're going to go. I'd say it's been grand, but I don't lie. And then Vanek tells him, mm, actually, we can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then Vanek tells him, we do have a problem, all of you, and there's no way any of you are getting off this island. Mm-mm-mm. And he pulls out a whistle out of nowhere, because of course it's a whistle. Of course. Um, and uh, he has tide makers on Prem at his disposal, and they use a gust of wind to mm-hmm. uh, destroy the boat that the crows came in on. 
And Matthias is like, ugh, freaking Tide Makers. Can't do anything without them. Can't have shit in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's more squalors. Um, and uh, Kaz tells him, oh my gosh. They're on Perem. They're on Perem, but you kept the Perem that Boyle by your sent the council and you used it on these Grisha. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Van Eck is a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> and Jesper is reaching for his guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd been hoping for something to shoot at, shoot at. He'd been hoping for some action. Um, but this is maybe a little more than he had anticipated. <laughs> yes. Um, but he's not thinking very critically right now. He's just happy to have something to do. Pretty much. And that is the end of chapter 44. <sighs> They're going through it. Um, <laughs> and we'll continue to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. I'm going to take a sip real quick. Take a sippy sip. So 45 is in Kaz's perspective. I thought you were going to continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of like, what's the thing? Like, the deal's the deal. You said the deal was the deal. You can't go back on your wood. Um, and then I could be, it's like, ah, but you see. <laughs> I I'm operating can. alone. Because the merchant council had... Nothing to do with this. La gasp. Yeah. It's like a regular gasp, but French. <laughs> and so Vanek lied um, to Kaz because, the again, the council did not know anything about this Mm-mm. deal. It was only Vanek. And then Kaz is realizing, I'm an idiot. It's hurt soon all, all over, over again, again, which that broke my heart. Because uh, he put his own house staff and his own soldiers in Stodwash uniforms, which is something Kaz should have recognized because it's something he does himself. He said himself he has the livery of every mercher council or every mercher and the council and the Stodwatch and even like he has all of these different things, but it didn't occur to him that Vanek would do the same thing that he would. Mm-hmm. And so um, Vanek made it all up um, because he wants the recipe for Perem. Mm-hmm. And so he. D- Vanek does admit that he has bought up fields of Jurda and that once the um, news about Perem gets out, that countries are going to pay top dollar for that Jurda plant. Mm-hmm. And he is going to have, he's going to be the only one with the recipe for Perem. He's going mm-hmm. to be the one who's getting the money from the Jurda plants. He's going to sell it. Um, which is like it's it's a warfare like getting yeah. ready for warfare really it really is mm-hmm. and um, Matthias says chaos which that's that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Inej tells him that she's going that Vanek is going to be the cause of Grisha's everywhere being taken into slavery and he's like how old are you sixteen. She knows more than he does, so I would right? shut the hell up, Vanek. Right? Oh my gosh, that pissed me off. And he's like, how old are you? Right? It's like, how old are you? A hundred? And your wife is like 20? Gross. Right? Ew. Ugh. Again, white men. Um, <laughs> Just nasty men. Just, yeah. Ugh. Um, and then Inej says, when the council finds out, and he's like, they're not gonna find mm-hmm. out. You guys are gonna die. Why else did you think I chose rats from the barrel yeah. no one's gonna miss you you have no one to mourn you um, Ugh, they'll have no funeral and they'll have no mourners uh, rip uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so he does admit that they're smarter than he thought they were 
Um, but no one's going to miss. And so that's why he chose them. And then the Tide Makers turn. Um, and uh, they have like a big thing of water over Roddy. Um, oh, sorry. Now they smash the longboat. It was just mm-hmm. like a like a show at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and Vanna tells him that none of them are going to leave the island. And no one's going to give a shit, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he has the Tide Makers shoot a massive wave towards the Fairland, the boat that they were just on in the yep. distance. And Jesper yells, no! And then Vanek, or sorry, Kaz tells Vanek that his son is on the ship. And Vanek looks at Kaz, blows, blows the whistle, the whistle. to stop. Um, and Vanek says, my son. And the Kaz tells him, yeah, Wylan is on that boat. Um, and then Vanek tells him mm-hmm. that he sent, he kicked his son out months ago. Um, and then Kaz tells him, well, I know that you've written to him mm-hmm. every week since he left, asking him to come back. Um, you, I mean, a father who didn't care about his son wouldn't do that. <laughs> freaking hurts. And then Vanek laughs, and he... Ugh, he goes into a monologue about Ugh. how Wyland isn't his son because... No matter what he did, he's not an heir. He was he was supposed to be an heir to this fortune yeah. that his father. He was and his so excited father, to groom him up to take over his industry, his business, um, and that mm. Wyland can play the flute and he can draw, mm-hmm. but he can't read and he can't write. No matter what Vanek has done, he's hired tutors, he's beaten him, he's mm. hired hypnotists. That he can't do it. Um, and that Wylan's a moron and something a child could do, Wylan can't do. And he's a disgrace. And remember, that the letters that he sent Wylan said, quote, If you're reading this, then you know how much I wish to have you home. And that was just a... Ugh. And Wylan can't has read. dyslexia mm-hmm. and can't read. And this eats me up because my it, mom's a dyslexia specialist. Uh, and it's like, this is just awful. Like, what the heck? It just is just so awful. Heartbreaking. Because at the beginning when Inej and Jesper are talking about the letters, you're like, oh, well, maybe Van Eck does want a son back. Like, that's kind of weird. There's nothing in them. But mm-hmm. Van Eck sees his son as a blight on this earth and a blight yes, on the Van Eck name. a mistake. Name. And Jesper kind of tries to say, he's your son. Um, Which tells you... Jesper has a pretty good relationship with his dad. That mm-hmm. this is taking him by such shock. And we'll like, get to that in Crooked Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vanek reiterates that he was a mistake. Um, and that his new wife is pregnant again. Or is pregnant. And if this baby is a boy or a girl, um, it doesn't matter. As long as they can yeah. read. He's like, I don't care heir. if this baby is blue and whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, as long as they're the heir. And then Jesper sticks up for Wylan and calls Van Eck dumb and says that he's smarter than all of us um, and he deserves better than you. And Van Eck, so cold, goes, deserved. And then and blows his whistle. smush the Farallon. Um, uh, and then Jesper's screaming. Yes. Uh, and brings his gun up, pulls, or points it, loads his guns, really. And mm-hmm. Kaz tells him to stand down. And Jesper's so shocked. He's like, he killed them. Wyland and Nina are dead. We have to go after him. And then Matthias puts a hand on Jesper's shoulder and says, just calm down. Just wait. And then Jesper is all of a sudden super confused. Uh Uh-huh. And then Jesper admits that he is confused. And Venek also admits that he's confused. Um, But uh, Kaz said... um, 
that oh <laughs> Cass tells him that he's cold and cautious mm-hmm. um and Van Eck tries to be like not enough mm-hmm. um and then Cass brings up because he's re- in because because and he noted when he mm-hmm. was abducted that Van Eck is religious mm-hmm. and says that Giesen frowns on broken contracts and Van Eck is like no, I Giesen smiles on me. I I am Ugh. of trade. I blah, 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 blah. right whatever whatever. Um, but then uh, Kaz tells him after he riles Van Eck up. Kaz yep. tells him, "Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> he said that's great and all, but <laughs> you're gonna need Kuei, and you don't have him." And, and he's like, "How will you take? <laughs> you're not strong enough to fight me off." <laughs> okay, that's funny because it says outgunned and surrounded. I was like, outgunned, outgunned outmanned. Out- Outnumbered, outplanned. We gotta make an all-out stand. Hey, yo, I'm gonna need a right-hand man. Except in this moment, Kaz's right-hand man, Jesper, kind of is really confused. He's like, huh? It's clear that Jesper was not in on what's going on. in the dark. Matthias was in on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Hmm. so uh, Van Eck thinks that Kaz is gonna take Kauai back. Do you think you could outrun me? (laughs) (laughs) He does. Um... (laughs) And then Cass said, well, I, I don't want to take him from you. You don't have him. That That's not Kauai. And he's like, ha, <laughs> stupid child. He's like, yeah, it is. I have this guy from, from Shu Han here, and he confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. Cass, Cass says, he doesn't lie. Do I, Inej? And Inej's like, like, no. no. Um, and Van Eck is a little, he's, he's getting maybe a little worried. <laughs> Why is that? Um, and then the boy who is the artist formerly known as Kuei Yubal says imperfect unaccented kerch because he'd rather cheat and it's like Van Eck is shocked and Jesper Jesper is shocked and then the shoe boy next to Van Eck tells Kaz to pay pay up up. Um, and Kaz admits ah man you know what I hate to lose but Wyland bet me um, that you wouldn't care about him about dying. killing him. And you know what? I might be maybe a little sentimental. I didn't think a dad could do that to his son, but, you know, I guess you proved me wrong. And Van Eck is looking at who he thinks is Kauai, mm-hmm. but it's actually Wylan. Um, and Jesper, also a gog. A gas. <laughs> and he's waiting for an explanation, and Van Eck says it's not possible. And in all, for all intents and purposes, it should it not have, have been. been. But because Nina was on Perim, mm-hmm. she had this amazing strength and was able to tailor Wylan to look like Kauai. Okay, and this is great, and this is a great plot twist, but it is a tiny bit of yellow face. I know. It is. I know. But I'm half Asian. Yeah, that's and true. And it's like, I'm half Filipino, and... I understand the plot point, and I remember being psyched as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally remember being like, oh, shit, let's mm-hmm. go, let's go. But then I was like, wait, Kuwait is shoe. That's a little uncomfy. So I get it, and I'm not mad, and I'm not trying to cancel Lee Bardugo at all. This is one of my favorite books. Crooked Kingdom is one of my favorite books. This was necessary for the plot. It did make me feel un poco icky. That's- I just saw it as, oh, this is the person that... They're switching. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he had been feared, and then he would have done the same. Exactly. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't think it's a cancelable offense, you know? Yeah. It just, I, it I, just made me feel a little icky. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I did not see it like that until you brought it up, and I still don't super see it like that. Yeah. But it's because the shoe have 
like of the ethnicities in the Grishaverse, mm-hmm. the Shu and the Zemini are the ones who have the most ethnic features that mm. we we hear about. Everybody else is like Ravkins are Russian, Puritans are Slavic, but Shu are like generalized Asian, and mm-hmm. then Zemini are like African. Yeah, and it's so very that's, generalized. Oh, that is. See, uh, that's the oh. thing. There are so many different Asian cultures, but we just have the yeah. Shu, and they're Asian adjacent, which. It's hard not to do that, especially when you grow up reading very white Aragon, Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, all very white fantasy, all really good fantasy and stuff Mm -hmm. that I really enjoy. But when that's what you're used to and you're Mm -hmm. writing fantasy, it's really hard to get out of that mode. And I will say, we talked about it when we read Shadow and Bone, that the characters in Shadow and Bone, you presume that they're white and Lee Bardugo Mm -hmm. is amended that and was like oh my gosh you're right yeah i need to fix it and she did this is a very yes. diverse and cast. it gets more like also alina's story gets more diverse mm-hmm. with toya and tamar and mm-hmm. everyone else so and then later on in the nikolai books but mm-hmm. that's just my take there i didn't want to go past that without mentioning it just because the shoe like they say oh they have the almond shaped eyes and the olive mm-hmm. skin and the golden eyes and the dark straight hair yeah which i don't love the generalization of that but i understand in the world that they've built mm-hmm. it's it's a small and it's it's, it's a small world after all yeah well <laughs> and I it mean, is it is more shocking like you mm-hmm. said like if it had been like a feared in prisoner exchange Mm-hmm. It's it wouldn't have been as shocking for Wyland to pass as a Puritan. So this has like the impact. Mm-hmm. It's just that the Shu are only one of two non-white ethnicities, and that's what Wyland is portraying. It hit me a little weird. That's fair. Well, I will say at least they didn't make like Jesper or Inej mm-hmm. a different. Exactly, you know. and it's like the Suli are a little different because they mm-hmm. feel it feels like the Suli are like. A native population of Ravka, but they're nomadic, mm. and so you find them everywhere. Because mm. okay. there's no like Suli nation. I just I realized the Suli are also an ethnic population mm-hmm. in the Grishaverse, but that's how I felt about that. I do still think it was a really good twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's Wylan, uh, and um, after what had happened in in Jerahom, um, the. Uh, Wyland went to Cass to tell him, hey, my dad actually hates me. Um, and <laughs> Look, I know you're wanting me to be like yeah. your secret weapon, but he don't care. But I, you can't use me a le- as leverage because he doesn't care because of this. And I love this part mm-hmm. because Kaz tells him, okay, like, like that's fine. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter that you can't read, like, you're good at everything else, mm-hmm. um, which is so sweet. It's like, right? Kaz is like the dad. He's like, yeah. okay. He's like, that's fine, son. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Um, and he's like, well, he's still like, look at what he did building a drill out of nothing mm-hmm. in the ice court. So who cares if he can't read? Like, right? he's still, which is, I love that for like, that's growth for Cass. It really is. Um, and Cass is not ableist, no, which is not. great. We love that. Um, and uh, so Cass had suggested that they tailor him to look like Kawei mm-hmm. um, and thought that Wylan would protest, but he didn't. He was ready to go along with it. And Cass warns him that it might be permanent because, yeah. again, Nina was on Perem. Um, and once the power, the Perem wears off, don't know if she'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and then Wyland tells them that he needs to know what his dad really thinks of him. 
Yeah. Um, and now he did, which is, sucks. <laughs> um, and then Van Eck, still shocked, doesn't think that it can be Wyland. Um, and then Wyland gives him a little sass. He mm-hmm. says, quote, maybe you can pray to Giesen for understanding, Father. Get wrecked, Van Eck. Right? <laughs> and Jess, we're still sitting there. So Wyland r- literally said, mm, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he really did. Oh my gosh. Um, and um, then Vanette calls him worthless and says that he knew he was dumb, but he didn't think he was a traitor, which is rich coming from Right, Vanette. it's like you just said all of this crap, and now you're like, you're a traitor to me. What? You kicked him out. Yeah, he's like, you literally were like, you're not my son. And then he's like, traitor. Like, what the hell? Like, what? <laughs> huh? And then Kaz asks where... Kauai is. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, Vanek asks where Kauai yeah. is. Kaz knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kaz leverages their safety and says that, well, um, if you give us our money and let us off this island, I'll tell you. And Kaz, or Vanek, why am I getting them confused? I don't know. Um, Vanek says, uh, yeah, no, not going to happen. You're not going to get past my Grisha. And then Kaz says, well, you know what? If you kill us, you're not going to find Kauai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Vanek says, Okay, fine. Um, y'all kill kill everyone except Kaz. And then when he says that, Kat, ugh, Kat it's described in the book. It's described that Kaz knew he made a mistake before this, we know what the mistake was. This my heart dropped to my not my stomach to my knees. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. And Kaz ugh. looked at Inej, and Vanek saw that he, he looked at Inej, and he says. Forget about everyone else. Take her. Oh! <laughs> and so, um, Kaz is, is thinking, just like, stand your ground, like, stay strong. Mm-hmm. But his, He's, his, his body's his, already turning. Mm-hmm. His care for an edge uh. is too strong, so he runs after her. But the tide makers on Perem are next to her. Mm-hmm. But she's quick, and so she gets, uh, she kills a few of them. Um, with her knives because she has them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a squalor like grabs her and goes up in the air because remember squalors on Perum can fly. Mm-hmm. And Kaz shouts at Jesper to shoot. Um, and Jesper kills one of the squalors and falls to the, that squalor falls to the earth. Um, and Falling on your knees. Oh my gosh, Jordan. <laughs> um, Sorry. And there's another squalor that gets her and she's falling and then at the last second um she's like picked up by one they're they're trying they're trying they're trying Mm -hmm. and then the next squalor that gets her um she's trying to fight and like kill them Mm -hmm. while she's in their arms and he the next squalor that gets her knocks her out Mm -hmm. um and matthias is like well let's shoot him um, and Jesper's like, well, we can shoot him. And Cass says, no, if you shoot her, no one's going to get her. No one's going to save her from the fall. Yeah, she falls too. And that's it, the end. And while that's happening, um, Van X guards, um, take, uh, the Kruga that they had, um, and they have an edge and they're getting on their little boat to row back onto their ship. Mm-hmm. And Kaz is thinking everything that I have worked for this this justice I I want to get for Jordy is gone, but it doesn't even matter because Inej is gone. Mm-hmm. He's finally admitting it to himself. Yes, because what's left after the revenge is t- gotten, after the money is gotten, is what's left? Inej. 
And now she's gone, too. So and now she's nothing. gone. So he's like, ooh, Ugh. new vengeance. Um, and Kaz... T- new target acquired. Yeah. And Kaz tells him that... Um, or, sorry. Why? Again. Vanek tells him that they have one week to um, bring him Kauai or that he will torture and presumably kill Inesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that everyone's going to know what he's doing, and so he's not going to have a gang. There's not going to be anyone in the world that is not after him. Mm-hmm. And Jesper says that he can he can take the shot. Um, Jesper says that he can take the shot. Uh, but Cass says no. Um, if if he kills Vanek, then then Inez everything's gone. gone. Mm-hmm. And so Cass tells him to let him go. And so Vanek and his guys leave. Uh, and then, oh my gosh. And then Matthias, ever pragmatic and looking, Mm -hmm. military planning, says that Vanek is going to send more Grisha to Mm -hmm. look for Kuei. Um, and then Cass tells him that he's not going to find Nina or Kuei. Um, they're not in Ketterdam. They are actually in the old prison tower at Hellgate. So Mm -hmm. after the Hellgate show and the animals got loose, um, well, they didn't get loose. Uh, Jesper let them loose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they had cleared out that, um, part of the prison and so it was empty. And so that's where, um, Nina and Kauai are. And, uh, um, Matthias is, (laughs) he's. He's sad that he had to leave Nina, which is, again. Um, I know. <laughs> and then Kaz is thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Yeah. I'm he just no made the same s- mistake twice. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm no smarter than I was when I first got to Ketterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Jesper is looking at Wylan, and he's like, why would you do this? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Um, and Wylan's like, eh, you know, it was good for everyone. Yeah. Um, and then Wyland says, well, I, I knew I wasn't going to be insurance and I couldn't let you guys walk into a situation knowing that I wasn't going to be in any help, that your plan to use mm-hmm. me as insurance wasn't going to work. Um, and so he, they confirmed that Nina tailored him the night they left Jerome. So that's why he hadn't seen him allegedly. Mm-hmm. But anytime Kuwait had come up to Jesper on the deck, it was actually Wylan. It Wylan's. was actually Wylan. Which is really cute. Uh, <laughs> Every single time. So funny. Um, and then Jesper confirms. He's like, you know, Nina can't put you back. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> he's like, but you could be stuck. He's like, who cares? And Jesper, <laughs> me, bitch. It's <laughs> like, I care. I like your face. Um, but and then, then he puts the pieces together. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You knew. Matthias, er, no, Jesper turns to Matthias. He's like, wait, wait a second. Like everybody knew, but but me. Why? And then, oh, and then Kaz, in mm. like, I can't wait for this part. Oh my gosh. He's like a parent mm-hmm. right now. Like he's so patronizing, but he's so vindicated in his patronizing like tone. Ask me why, Jesper. Why? Why wouldn't we tell you? And Jesper's like, uh, why? And Kaz, this is what we find out. Mm. Um, Kaz tells him that Jesper was the one who sold them out to Pekka Rollins. Mm. That he is the reason they were attacked when they left Ketterdam. Um, and he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't say this, but it's implied Mm -hmm. that he's the reason Inej was stabbed. Like, almost died. died. And so if we go back Mm -hmm. to that point... When Kaz got on the boat uh-huh. and Jesper was like, let me help, 
he was like, get out of my way. Move. Yep. Because he's he been blamed. cool to him the mm-hmm. entire book. He's only told him exactly what he needed to know to do his job. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. Well, at the beginning, mm-hmm. before it happened, he gave Jesper, mm-hmm. um, like, unlimited yeah, funds. Yeah, so go have fun. Like, oh, okay. But after that, and then mm-hmm. this entire book, Jesper has been second-guessing where he stands, mm-hmm. what's going on. He's been feeling like everybody's in on something and he's mm-hmm. not, and this is why. Um, and Jesper tries to defend himself, saying that he never told Pekka Rollins. Um, and Cass tells him, you told one of his men. And mm-hmm. his men got back to him. He's like, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in debt. I told them I was going to be coming into money. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, He's like, if you had just let, if you, if you hadn't like locked me in the crow club, Mm -hmm. if you just let me gamble essentially. And Kaz is like, you are not good at gambling. You have Mm -hmm. so much debt. Keep like continuing to gamble is not going to get you out of that hole that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, oh, this is a little. He should not have said this. Yeah. He said this because he's still feeling guilty about Inej and he wanted a distraction. But that, but also he, all it. It's that, but okay. It's that, but also everything that he has worked towards mm-hmm. his entire life is gone, and something mm-hmm. that he thought he would never have—that is his entire life. It's also gone. So he's he he has nothing to he lose. He wants a distraction. He is like unhinged right now because he has nothing to lose because he's already lost it. Mm-hmm. And so Kaz tells Jesper, "Quote: You're still the same dumb farm boy who stepped off the boat." Ugh. And Jesper's like, the, them's fighting words. And tries to go after him. And Cass is like, I'm ready. He's like, let's go. I thought up. I need a win today. Yeah. Come at me. And Matthias is like, this no. This is dumb. And Matthias, again, the big lump of country muscle that he is, just steps between them and is mm-hmm. like, no, no. No, no, children. Um, <laughs> yes. And so they don't fight. And Wylan agrees with them. He's like, we don't have time for this. We have to think about what we can do next. He's like, next? There is no next. Mm-hmm. And Wyland tries to defend Jesper, saying that he, he made a dumb mistake, but, like, it he didn't mean to hurt anyone. Um, and Kaz kind of walks away knowing that that's mm-hmm. true, that it's not really his fault, but I don't know. He doesn't know if he can trust Jesper again because mm-hmm. it's such a betrayal. Um, and that he... He didn't tell him because he, he knew it was going to hurt him and he, he did want to punish him. He admits he wanted it mm-hmm. to, to sting a little bit. He's been a little petty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're on the boat, or sorry, they're on the island by themselves. Um, Matthias is looking to where Hellgate is like, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Jesper is kind of realizing the depth of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyland's just there. Um, <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, Kaz thinks that it is kind of flashing back mm-hmm. to Nina tailoring his um, crow tattoo, um, but he did not let her tailor the R on his arm. And we're like, oh, that we found out that R stands for what Ritveld, mm-hmm. Kaz's original his, last his, name. I almost said his maiden name. <laughs> his natal name. Um, and while he's standing on the island, he touches the R and he thinks, I'm such an idiot. Kaz Ritveld is back. I let this child, this mm-hmm. dumb child back. Um, and But he's oh like, gosh. but I'm Kaz Brecker now. Mm-hmm. And Kaz Brecker doesn't get bested. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to think little inklings of a plan. And Jesper and Wyland think, okay, he has a scheming face on. And mm-hmm. even Matthias 
asks him if he has some more tricks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he knows that he has to take something, he has to make something out of nothing. Um, and uh, it's going to take a lot to pull off. But um, then Wyland says, for the Wraith. And they mm-hmm. they all agree that they have to do this for Inej. Yep. And then, <laughs> this is... I know you love this part. Oh, I was I was laughing because I knew you loved it. I also love it, but I know you love it too. Do you want to read it? Nah, you, you can, can read, read it. it. You can no, read I don't want to read it. You can read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read... Oh, okay. Um, Kaz doesn't say this out loud, but thinks, quote, I'm going to get my money, and I'm going to get my girl. Ugh. And then he, because when I first read, and I'm going to get my girl, I'm like, really? Really? But then, yes. he's, but then he's like, he could, she could never be his, not really, but he's going to find a way to give her the freedom that he promised her. Ugh. And it's like, let's go. And that is the end of chapter 45. Ugh. And then you get to the next chapter, and you're like, like whoa, 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 whoa. Because chapter 46 is in Pekka Rollins' point of view. And you're like, holy shit. Oh, did you hear? Holy shit. (laughs) It's the frog. (laughs) (laughs) I love that frog, man. We're going to watch it before we record the next one. Heck yes. So chapter 46 is in Pekka Rollins' point of view. And uh, at the point, at the point that the chapter starts, um, Pekka Rollins is in his office at at the Emerald Palace that he owns. Put some dirt in. Chewing some dirt Kind of like tobacco, chaw, like... Gross. I think that's disgusting. It's so gross. Um, Any habit that requires you to spit is a bad habit. So, he is in his um, office at the Diamond Lion, or at... No. That's nothing. At the Emerald Palace. (laughs) The Diamond Lion. Heck yeah, I'll go there. Actually, you know what? I'm surprised... That would have been a good one. That would be a good one. Because they're the Dime Lion. And he's so gaudy. And he He's loves, like a lion made of diamonds. A diamond. Yes. Lion. Yeah. Um, he's in his office at the Emerald Palace. Um, and there are people standing in front of him. And you're like, who's standing in front of him? <laughs> but we find out that it's the crows um, because they Ugh. had masks on. but um, They had to take them off. Mm-hmm. And he notes that he recognizes some of them. And he had actually initially wanted to recruit Nina as a heart render. But standing in front of him now, she was nothing but skin and bones. Um, and you're like, wait, what? No. What do you mean? Not beautiful carved from the figurehead of a mask with a generous hand, Nina. Um, and that there is, she was leaning on a big lump a of country, country muscle. muscle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he was probably former military. And then he's wondering, where the hell did Kaz right. find these people? Um and that uh, there's another shoe boy mm-hmm. next to them. Um, and then, of course, Rollins knew Jesper. So, mm-hmm. Pekka Rollins has an idea of who Kaz is, yeah. who Jesper is, who Inej is, but she's not with them. But, like, on a surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he's also kind of confused. Well, okay. Um, so... Pekka Rollins is kind of thinking back to mm-hmm. when he had tried to sabotage their trip to the ice court, but Kat, he he notes that Kaz had been ahead of him the whole time mm-hmm. and is confused how he was able to do that at all. Um, but he's also grateful because if it wasn't for Kaz, then he, Pekka would still be in the ice court prison. 
Yep. So Kaz, this is the first time we've, we learned that, that we Kaz, learned what happened. Kaz did not kill Pekka Rollins in no. prison. He let him out. Um, in exchange for a favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he went into the, into the prison cell, Pekka had asked him if he was there to gloat. Um, and, um, oh wait, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Was, is he? So this is when he comes, when Kaz breaks him out oh, of the ice yeah. court. Roll, Pekka's kind of like, whatever, you're here to rub it in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know who I am? And Rollins is like, yeah, you're Kaz Brecker, you're annoying, you steal my customers. Mm-hmm. And, like, if looks could kill, Kaz would have killed Pekka on the mm-hmm. spot with this, like, glare that he gave to Kaz. But then he smooths, or to, to Pekka, but then he smooths it over, and Pekka's and, like, maybe I just imagined it. A lot of people don't like me. Yeah, but Pekka even notes that it was, like, he was scared of, yeah. of this stare. He was stare. like, yo, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, Kaz tells him that he wants to do him a favor. Um, and, or, sorry. Ugh. This is why I got confused. I should have mm-hmm. written it down. So we f- we get a little flashback that okay, well, not really a flashback. A note that Kaz let Perhaskel or Perhaskel Kaz let Pekka Rollins out of his cell in the ice court, mm-hmm. and now in present day, yep. Pekka's asking Kaz if he's there to gloat. Um, and then we get a flashback to mm-hmm. um, the prison, um, and Kaz tells Pekka that he wants to do him a favor, and mm-hmm. he lets him out. Um, and, uh, Pekka's confused why, and Kaz tells him, because you're not supposed to die here. Mm-hmm. Um, with the underlying note that, um, his life belongs to Kaz. Yes. <laughs> and then Pekka told, tells Kaz that he owes him one. Um, and Kaz tells him, oh. He's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. And yeah. I'll come collect. Uh-huh. Um, and so, back in the present day in the office, um, they, uh, Vanek had heard, or sorry, Pekka had heard about what had happened with Vanek, um, and that people were looking for him, but obviously they wouldn't look at the mm-hmm. Emerald Palace because why would he be there? Um, and then Brecker, Kaz tells Pekka, um, about what happened, uh, and Pekka's kind of like, I mean, that's your fault. You, you, you yeah. were fooled. Um, and Kaz's like, I'm not here for advice. I could not care less about what you say. Um, and Inej, or sorry, nope. Um, Inej is not in the cast right now. Inej is not there. Um, and, uh, they're thinking, well, if the Merchant Council knew, and Pekka's like, who's, no one's gonna believe you. Like, why would they believe you over Vanek? Like, we pay good Mm -hmm. taxes to them. We fund Mm -hmm. their lifestyle. Why would they care what you have to say? And so, um, so Pekka thinks that Kaz is there to recruit him to help with this master plan, and Kaz is essentially like, essentially oh, like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and um, he says that he needs help, um, that he needs to get a message to the Rapkin Capital. <laughs> um, and and Pekka's like, Pekka's like, okay, <laughs> and that he needs money. And Peck asks, well, how much? He's like, well, I need 200,000 Kruka. <laughs> and he's like, what else do you want, homie? You want this famous heirloom? You want a magical creature? Which? Huh? <laughs> and he's just like, don't pretend like you don't have that. You owe me. Um, 
And Peg is like, well, then you should have negotiated it in the cell because, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to give you a loan. And Cass is like, I don't want a loan. I'm going to sell you my shares of the Crow Club and Fifth Harbor Woof. for this. That has Peg's attention. Mm-hmm. And a decapel that he stole yeah, from Vanna. From Vanna. <laughs> An original decapel. That's like saying, like, and the original Starry Night. And Pekka's kind of in disbelief because he can't believe Mm -hmm. that they were the ones who who stormed in and got out of the ice court. Um, But uh, Kaz is not having any of the bullshit. Nope. Um, Because Pekka's like, well, I I respect how how driven you are. Mm -hmm. And Kaz is like, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, because Pekka also brings up Inej. She calls her the mm-hmm. rape. He's like, I, I get that you want her back, like I, but, you know, yeah. is it really worth it? And he's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, I'm not just taking what I'm owed. I'm burning him down. Mm-hmm. It'll be like he never existed. And even though Pekka has heard a whole bunch of threats, this kind of shakes him a little <laughs> this bit. This delivery is still like, I think he means it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, okay. And he has his, like, henchmen get out the money. Um, and he has him sign, you know, sign his shares mm-hmm. away. And then Kaz asks Ugh. him, quote, you don't remember me at all, do you? Trying to see if there's any <laughs> recognition it's, it's there. It's literally like Wanda and Thanos, like, you took everything from me. And he goes, I don't even know your name. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and Pekka's kind of the same, like, no. Um, and then they just sign it and shake hands and say the deal is the deal. Um, and then Pekka kind of watches them leave the Emerald Palace. Um, and thinks, you know what? It's been pretty profitable. (laughs) This is a pretty good day. Mm -hmm. I'm alive. Yeah. I got some chairs. And they're like, um, Pekka's right hand man is like, why does he wear gloves? And Pekka's like, I don't know. Theater, spooky, smoking mirrors. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this part is so funny. And then Pekka reaches for his watch to see what time it is and pulls um, the chain because it's like a pocket watch. <laughs> okay, and I read this in your voice. What is it, boss? Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Because you say it so distinctly. <laughs> I'll say it right now. Hold yes. on. Um, so <laughs> Pekka, he has a pocket watch and pulls the pocket watch out. Um, but there is a turnip hanging from it. And he just... <laughs> Where a diamond-studded watch had been. Like, imagine, like, a Rolex pocket watch, and now there's just mm-hmm. a turnip. And Pekka goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I literally heard it in your voice when I read it the first time. Uh, and, the, and the muscle's like, what is it, boss? <laughs> and, and it's like, not only did he take the watch, he took his wallet, he took his tie pin. He took his lucky quarter. He took the gold buckles on his shoes. He literally, <laughs> the emperor has no clothes. He, I love, this is kind of funny from Pekka. I'm not going to lie. This is funny. He's like, should I check my, my tooth fillings? See if those are still there? How the hell did he do this? It's, and then he just goes, it's like, you know, no one, he, Pekka's built this reputation. Nobody even dares. And even if they did dare, he's pretty good. And then he goes, he tells his henchman, I think we better say a prayer for Jan yeah. <laughs> And that's a quote. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so it's so funny because you're like, oh my gosh, Kaz was desperate enough to go to Pekka Rollins. And then he like gets him to sign over, which made me think, I'm like, I can't remember mm-hmm. um, if the papers they signed were like legitimate. Right. I don't um, think. But he, he's just like. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally fleeced the man. 
even the buckles on his shoes, yeah. man. <laughs> which, I don't know how That's he did that. That's pure pettiness. Um, which, he has a right. Honestly, um, though. And, uh, Peck is like, well, I guess onward and upward, we're gonna keep moving forward. He's like, I'll kill him one day, but he's not a big enough problem for me yet. Well, <laughs> he's about to be. Yep. And that is the end. <laughs> of Six of Crows! Oh, six of Crows. Ugh, so good. And so, um, we'll have our, our debrief in the next episode, but then we'll go over Siege and Storm, which is mm-hmm. the second book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and yes. then we'll go over Crooked Kingdom, Ugh. which is the second book in this duology. Yes. I need so we're moving I need time. we're moving forward. <laughs> I could not do Crooked Kingdom right after Six of Crows. I think it's very good that we're nest egging these. Because I'm emotionally not No. It's not that I'm not attached to the characters in Siege and Storm I'm and just Ruin and Rising. So attached. I just love the crows so much. They're just because <laughs> they're people. They're not chosen ones. Yeah. They're not leaders. They're misfits. They're people. They're a band of thieves, murderers, and mm-hmm. What was the other one? I can't remember. Um, uh, oh my gosh, it's so They're the good. Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Uh, so good. Um, so that is the end of Six of Crows. Thank you guys for joining us on this journey. Um, if you guys have questions, comments, um, or want to ask us any questions. Well, that is, I said that. If you want to talk to <laughs> get us. Get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. You can send us an email at twomournerspod at gmail.com to spell out T-W-O. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram. at Um We would love to hear from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, still love to hear anyone from casting or Miss Lee yes. Bardugo herself. Yes, um, anyone. You know just like to chat again we always say we check the email a lot um we do check the email a lot please send us an email we would love an email someday <laughs> i wish i had one of those wow wish i had an email <sighs> anyway uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> next week we'll do our drunken disorderly debrief but until then happy, happy heisting, heisting!